Hello, friends. This is Stacking Pennies. The old Reign of Champ got the broom out this weekend and swept the Xfinity and the Cup Series race, but he got into a little scuffle with awesome chase from the same place to get the job done. Also, Kimi Raikkonen's weekend did not end like he had hoped. We'll get into that and break that down, how his teammate may or may not have caused the incident that ended his day. We got a little bit of pit road boats and woes, one of which happened with the seven car. We'll break that down here in a bit. And we are headed to the regular season finale, ladies and gentlemen. There are about 16 guys fighting for one spot. Who's it going to be? We're going to break it down right now, right here in Stacking Pennies. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're out here stacking pennies. And we're in it. I'm Corey, driver of the number seven Chevy Camaro each and every week. I am joined by the usual band of characters. To my right, Mr. Chuck Bush. Hello. Uh, you met a penny stacker of the week. We'll break that yeah. down later on in the show, man. We, you are famous. <laughs> NASCAR famous. You have a voice for TV or a face, face for, for radio. A face rather. for radio and a voice for radio. And Yeah. Yeah. yeah not TV. They don't want to see this on TV. And uh, speaking of no face nor voice for radio, we have Jonathan Merriman back in studio. Nice to be back. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, front tire changer for Ryan Blaney, pit road boats most analyst, Ryan Flores. Nice to be here. Next to these zipper. Double buckle boots. Buckle zipper. <laughs> Shut up. Chuck has Chuck has gifts. If you go search, you can find a you gift. You can of send him on a gift of Chuck yeah. to your friends. It's my yeah. favorite thing to do. It is. He sends one of the group chat about four times a week. It's no, great. it's once a month. Got to space it's them out. It's a little bit more often than that, let's be honest. How's Street Stock coming along, man? We race that thing next week. I've been uh, zero help whatsoever on that. You event. built a right side leg brace that your dad says sucks. <laughs> he says it's too thin. It is too thin, but you know, as long as you don't hit anything, it's going to be just That'd fine. Be all right. Yeah. yeah, it'll just stop the initial break of the femur. Right. Just be it'll sore. Just slow it down. It'll just be sore. Yeah. Just small bruise. But no, yeah, have a little give in that thing. Street Stock's coming good. We're going to race Wilkesboro next week. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, How's, fast. So big weekend next week, or big week next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. August 30th and 31st, the, what is this, Racetrack Revival Week? Yeah, you can come and you can watch me race, and then I think Dale Jr. is going to be there too. So On Wednesday. Stick around for his race if you want. Big Cars Tour race. They got limited late models there, street stocks as well as late model stocks. So uh, everybody make sure to go support North Wilkesboro. They're going to turn that thing, I presume, they sp they're going tearing the asphalt up for yep. a month, and then October they're going dirt, dirt track racing. Yeah. Are you going to race the street stock on dirt? No. Why? Because I'm an asphalt guy. <laughs> I have learned that the hard way. One, I um, don't want to clean it. Yeah. And two, uh, yeah, after building it for this last month, I'm over race cars and I'm locked in for the chase. I really don't like doing like extracurricular activities at chase time. When I committed to doing this, it was what's the supposed chase? to be the yeah. or the playoffs? There you go. Playoffs. It was supposed to be playoffs. The 2013. You can't even win a race. Yeah. <laughs> the chase offs. It was supposed to be the 15th, 16th, 17th, but we were already committed and they moved it, the mm. date to, it's a little tough because it's the first week of the chase-offs at uh, Darlington, mm. but uh, but yeah, I like to be tapped in there in September, October, November. But are you guys not worried right now I'm in that 12 camp? Yeah, worried. what if you're what if you not in the playoffs? Do I look worried, do you? You look, you look terrified. No, 
Well, I, I mean, can see in your eyes. I there definitely I no, go. There's I, no buckles or zippers on your your playoff spot there. No, not because that is open as it gets. It's yeah. unbuckled. It's no, they're just a pair of, of rainbow thongs in between there. I, I think like You're when you Birkenstock look at it, <laughs> if we were going without the back strap, your chances of the playoffs are Birkenstocks right now, buddy. <laughs> if we were going somewhere else, I'd be a little bit more nervous, but. You know, super speedway, I think Ryan's pretty good at, but I think the 20, like the car that I'm most worried about is 23. He's real good there. Dude, uh, there's just going to be so many guys gunning because also it's not just the guys out of the playoffs. It's the guys in the playoffs that have nothing to lose to go try to get five more playoffs. So I have a theory. Saw that this weekend. I have a theory on Kozlowski. Mm. I think he set himself up for this race. Nobody in their right mind is going to want Brad Keselowski behind them at Daytona. So I think they're just going to let him buy. And I think he's going to do that all the way to the front, and people are going to push him. You think he's going to pull over for Brad Keselowski? I think they're like, oh, he's going to wreck me if I don't let him go. So they're just going to push him. Yeah, Denny, well, Hamlin, hey, Denny Hamlin's just definitely just going to wave his hand. Yeah. Up. Hey, go by. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think Bubba is too. We heard from him on the show. Got a lot of great uh, feedback from the fans. Enjoyed having Bubba on the podcast last week. Uh, we have no guests for you today, just the normal band of characters breaking down. Uh, we have a ton of stuff to break down for Daytona, but let's just get into Watkins Glen. I don't know why Chase chose the top. Dumb. It just I'm not going to say it's dumb because unless you've ever put a helmet on, which you have not. But you saw it at Indy. That's the thing that gets me is is Byron hit Blaney, Blaney hit Chase. Has, any, has anybody heard the radio communications as to why he chose the top? I have not. It, no, but I he was not. the only one that got to choose, though. Obviously. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, the, the leader, leader gets, gets the choose, leader yes. gets to choose. Top so or bottom. So at road courses and super speedways, you don't. You, there's no choose rule. Just the leader. But the leader, the leader gets the leader forever since we started doing double file restarts has had the option to pick the lane. To pick the lane. And he chose the left side, which it worked out the first time. But why play the chance? The pay twice? window wasn't open yet, ladies. You and didn't gentlemen. know that. He drug him back. I saw, watched that restart. He slowed him down in the box, was able to get a decent launch. But also, at that point in time, you're still over 10 laps to go. Um, and, you know, like Larson said in multiple interviews, he is trying to – like if he didn't execute that move at that particular time, he didn't feel like they were in championship form. And we saw it. And old Clyde was PO'd. I wish they were, they were mic'd up. I wish there was a boom mic over the when, when Chase was talking yeah. to Rick. and The Jeff. hand motions kind of like – there was like one yeah. where he just did like the the hand mm. cut type thing, and I was like, mm. that he walked away, and they both mm. turned yeah. around and were and like, and Jeff huh. said something. <laughs> they were like, huh? Well, I like to see the fire though. You know, J- Chase is usually pretty even keel. Now, let me just say something. I saw a lot of people on social media saying, well, when he did that to Corey, Corey wasn't mad. Not even remotely the same thing. How about this? Because he the last race, yeah, that Kyle won. He may have run chasing the fence at California. I don't yeah. remember that. He was down the front straight away. They were involved in an incident, like it was going for the win again, going for the win. Mm-hmm. So like that's Little, two now. Like Kyle's two wins this year. Yeah, he have and his, been and at the teammate at the mercy yeah, of the same nine. teammate. It's like days of thunder. Yeah. One too many chickens in the hen house. Yep. But what are you trying to do? That's a hell of a problem to have if you're yes. Right. Like how is the is is that a bad thing for Rick Hendrick? Other than in the, if they take themselves out of championship contention, I don't think right now it is. But if it gets to an unhealthy point, but if you look at that, I would say Andy, it's close to that point right now. I don't know. If you look at it, I don't though, know. Like, Chase was mad, buddy. But look at it from Chase's point of view, and I'm not saying you know Chase is irritated about any of this. I'm just saying I know how I would feel if I was in that position. You win a championship, 
a guy's coming off a suspension, gets hired, kicks your ass all year long, wins 10 races, wins a championship at Phoenix, and then, like, Chase Elliott was it. And now he's sharing the spotlight with Larson and Hendrick. I mean, this year, Chase just wrapped up the regular season championship. Well, I, I know, I know yeah. that, but, like, you know how yeah. someone's memory works. Like, yeah. Larson could turn it on just like that. Well, there's also some inner team push, right? I think some friction and a little bit of turmoil, healthy turmoil, is a healthy challenge for both those guys because you have seen Chase turn the wick up when Kyle Larson, you know, has gotten to the fold, driving the same cars. If that guy is there and you want to try to figure out how to catch him, you will figure out how to make yourself better. And we've seen Chase, to your point, wraps a regular season championship up uh, with a race to go and still is probably the number one in the power rankings and one of the title favorites at the moment. If there's any team that can corral that, I don't, I don't want to say ego or what, whatever, like the, the issue between the two drivers, I think it's Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. Because I think Rick Hendrick, he's seen this in the past when he had Jimmy and Jeff, right? Two fiery competitors as well. That want to go win. Yeah. And they're, by all accounts, good buddies. But in that moment, like they had their head-to-head, and Rick Hendrick mm-hmm. stepped in and said, boys, you got to do this. Yeah. And this is how it's going to be. And you've get, now got over there – Jeff Gordon in his competition role, Chad Knauss in that yeah. competition role, and Rick Hendrick. Yep. I think you have talent there that can people manage that and, and also, make it not an issue. And also diffuse yeah. if there's some sort of pent-up frustration, right? Because the system that they have consistently built and maintained over 14 championships over their entirety, like it doesn't happen by chance that those guys are that competitive, right? It's the culture that those guys build. Obviously, Rick from the top down has created a culture there that if they if they wouldn't smush those little spats soon as they came up, like they wouldn't have the success uh, that they continue to have each and every year. But Kyle Larson, man, got the broom out, swept the weekend. Ty Gibbs, um, essentially, well, I mean, they were, those boys were racing two by two into the bus stop. Ty got uh, hit that second curb a bit too hard and got into the door of the 17, spun them both out. Kyle Larson, <laughs> deuces, checked out. So I did – AJ Almendinger finished second on yeah, Saturday yeah, as well. Yeah. So first and second, both, both days, days, AJ and Kyle Larson. Lar- that, that Xfinity spin wasn't like a egregious move, though. No. He just got out of shape, hard. and that's just racing. Yeah. That is racing. Larson said – Larson's that, wasn't egregious either, though. I mean, he's locked the tire up. Locked the tire up. Yeah. So I, I was wondering, on that restart, so Chase got a good jump, and it looked like Kyle might have just got through the gears better. Because he pulled. Kyle got pushed. AJ pushed Kyle. Okay, that's what it was. Through so the got... second, third, the second, third shift, AJ got to him and gave him a little yeah. bit. Then he whistled it in there, but yeah, he locked the right front yeah. up. But you got all to of at that, that point. You got to do that. But all of that never happens if the leader chooses the bottom. And then sure. at least if you cook it into the corner, if you're the leader, you're the guy smashing him out of the way right. and you're driving off into the sunset. How much of I it don't, is. I really don't understand that reasoning. I don't now, get it either. I've never been in that position. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it just made, from the outside looking in, zero sense whatsoever. How how much do you think of the frustration is Chase is on a heater. We know with Cliff and Kyle, once they get hot, it's hard to cool them off. How much of it is maybe in hindsight being like, man, we kind of took took our foot off the back of their neck a little bit. I uh, I think that – Everybody, media included, looks too far into or thinks that, like drivers are thinking more about the task in this moment. 
we ain't that smart. We're not that smart. <laughs> like you literally are just trying to get the position. You're trying to get in three feet deeper than the next guy. You're trying to fill that hole that's there. You're not thinking about taking your, I mean, you, you attack the race, especially if you're Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson, you attack the whole race by putting your foot on the neck of anybody else out there, right? That's what has made those guys champions. So they're not thinking about all the little intricacies, but you know, if you, I'm sure though that Chase, after he gets doored, is thinking about California. Is thinking about like over those next eight laps when his blood's sitting there boiling. He's also thinking about Bristol because he can. Completely... Always thinking about Bristol because man, man's not even going to <laughs> Daytona or Daytona, Darlington. Daytona, Darlington, That's or how you know, man. I am Bristol. Oh, yeah. Something. I mean, hey, something could happen in Bristol. <laughs> Kyle said that this car was one of the best cars that he has ever been in. That he didn't ask for any changes throughout the race, and that he just it would go and do what he wanted it to do. I think that's why he was in such a rush to get by the nine car because yeah. he felt like if he was in front of the nine car, yeah. he would have been able to pull away, but being they were pretty even. Yeah. Why did Chase drop anchor? Is it dirty air? Did he cook the dirty tires air. or what? Both, all of it. Well, he lost momentum and he lost. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. And that's then the, you also, well, then kept you're going mad. Back. I mean, you're mad, man. You're missing breaking zones. You're not hitting your marks. like, And then you're playing defense as opposed to playing offense, and that's definitely a lot of speed. Uh, to be had there, little to the point of, be, of setups. I have some good sources saying that that was the RCR road course setup. As we've seen, Tyler Reddick smoked him at Road America, smoked him at Indy. It's looking pretty good. He was fast this weekend, weekend right? With, with the your... with the Chevy Hendrick RCR engine deal that they made over the course of last year, there was some setup swap information as well that was part of it, and it's not surprising to see. So is RCR going to get that in return when they go to mile and a half? RCR got help on the engine side where originally it was going to be flipped, right? But now Hendrick struggled the road course, especially when they went to win almost, most of them last year. They get whatever the eight car had or whatever RCR had over the last couple of weeks or the road courses. And wouldn't you know, the fastest setup continues to win the road course. How does another manufacturer win a road course race? Be faster than the other one. <laughs> Eleven races straight, they've won road courses. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to beat it. And they're also their their DIL simulator seems to be pretty dialed in. Rockefeller, who drove the seventy seven, spent a lot of time on it last week, and he said that the simulator reacts almost one to one. It's no like it's no uh, secret. Like I don't so know. It's if just it's... It, it's all tools, man. It's it's how you continue to fine tune and hone your tools. Uh, and those guys obviously had it does. It also helps when Chase goes and does the tire test up there for Chevy, comes back and is on the DIL the next day, validating tire model, and then they can overlay tire grip, they can overlay track uh, lap time, and then they continue to tune on it from there. Gosh, Chevy is fast on 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 that. I can uh, I'll fill you on a little, little bit on how it was in the rain because that was a wild experience. Um, I wish we'd have went racing a little bit earlier, but I do understand NASCAR's hesitation to rifle us off when it was raining, similar to how hard it was raining at Coda, and we saw all the issues that arose there with visibility uh, last year when we ran there in the pouring down rain with the mist and all the stuff there. So I do applaud NASCAR for learning from previous mistakes, initially going straight to single file restarts, thought that was the right move, and then... I feel like these tires that Goodyear brings us actually make some decent grip. We didn't see anybody really off track. We didn't see a whole lot of people sideways. But once that – it was a cool element of the race where it went from 
you know, you had a lot, some guys stay on wets. You had a lot of guys go to dries. Some guy tried to still make it a two stop race. So it definitely shook the strategy up, but it was, it was like racing a slick track, a go-kart track. Um, did Cindric punt AJ on purpose? I don't think he did. He purpose. locked up. He, it was I, so was easy say, to lock rears up yeah. into one. Well, it was weird because like when he did it, the car jolted this way and then hit. It, it looked like, so I watched the replays back and it looked like on it, like, at speed, it looks like he yanks the wheel and gets into him. No, when you watch the replay, the rear's you, see, up. you see it, the tires lock up, yeah. and he just kind of... Oh, dude, and then it, as soon as the tires lock up, it's like it gains speed. It's yeah, just like, yeah. Because oh, <laughs> then, like, your instant response is to press the brake even harder, yeah. right? When you need yeah. to let off of it to get traction back and then slow it back down. But simultaneously, as the 16 was spinning out, Harrison Burton comes in from like seven back, rears locked up, and wiped me out. Next thing I know, I'm spinning backwards too. I didn't even see you get yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I'm just like trying to like – I'm close to locking the rears up, and the 21 just like in the rearview mirror. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Grab first gear, and like I ended up like nose to nose with AJ, like in the runoff, and I was just like, "Did you wave at him?" Yeah, I did. <laughs> did he wave back? <laughs> like, how you doing? Oh, did he wave go. back? Uh, no, I don't think oh, he wave back. See, that'd have been fun. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was in a w- waving mood. <laughs> I was just like, no, oh, you know, I unexpected that. There was um, a lot of talk about why we didn't go racing like right away. Yeah, and you, and it was the standing water at the curbs that was the biggest thing, and and that's there was a big puddle through the bus stop. Yeah, and, so like you learn, uh, we learned from that at Coda. It was a shit show at Coda. You yeah. couldn't see more than five cars back Dude, under pace hard. laps. It was ran hard, but the but the standing water is the biggest problem because you hide your plane. Like, oh yeah, if it would have got going. Uh, before the lightning strikes, then I think it would have been a they different They did a good story. job drawing the bus stop, though. Yeah, that- I-, I thought that they did a good job. I-, I mean, if you were really nitpicking, we probably could have went 15 minutes earlier, but, you know, is what it is. I, I thought that the- it was cool as a transition from wets. You saw some guys stay on wets longer, uh, and it was really fun to to put dries on when it was still wet for the first couple of laps because you're still trying to slide around and find the dry line. Uh, and we actually made a lot of hay there. I think we ended up finishing, like, 12th in the first stage because we played the strategy right and unfortunately when it dried out we were slow i thought that it had the right balance of wet to dry like from a watching it standpoint Mm. the thing that i want to see at some point is to go from dry to wet in the race whenever we've had it nascar said all right put on the rain tires before we go out and do all this Mm. so i want to see that transition on a road course from dry to wet that race would have been amazing if like 12 to go yeah start sprinkling. another start sprinkling yeah throw them sprinkle tires on there for sure hey it would have alleviated a problem for chase single file restarts yeah but i i do think that that watching the race in the rain and then watching it like it, i was pretty entertained throughout that whole watkins Glen race it like from a well, fan standpoint yeah. like it was fun to watch I, I mean, I like road courses to begin with. Well, Janie just told me before the show started, I was running second. Like, I could, I could ride around all day and have no clue. I could be leading the show, or I could be dead last. I literally don't know where I, I'm running. Are you having fun doing it? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Dude, ditto. Like, I had no idea where Ryan was running all day, unless I looked up at it. Because you just, it gets so jumbled up. Yeah. I'd look at the stage breaks to see if we got stage points. But, at, you know, there was points where we were, you know, in the side of the top 10. Other points where we were 30th. And yeah. It is weird how they all played out. And how guys find their way to the front. But uh, shout out to Michael McDowell. Had a strong run. I think he ended up six maybe. But up in the top three from what I saw most of the day. Really trying to get that dub. That's another guy, man. Uh, can find his way. Daytona 500 winner last year. No stranger to victory land Daytona. And he will be 
belt's tight, jamming it in there all day long because that's his style. You know who was fast? Who? Kimi Raikkonen. Mm-hmm. He was. Let's in, give Kimi a shout way. out because you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You. I got a call Saturday from somebody saying, oh, everybody on this podcast is stupid except for you. No, no. no I didn't say no. that. That's I called said. him and I said, I on the on the show last week, I thought he would qualify in the top 15. Oh, no, that's a bit of a stretch. He qualified 27th. He said he'd qualify 28th. So I called him and I said, you're smart. I'm stupid. You're good looking. I'm not attractive. <laughs> During the race, Dude. I thought he he was moving in the wet. He was moving. Yeah, he's moving he right the wall. No, no. That was once it. <laughs> Forget about that for a second. Early on in the race. Now, he's got two wins in Formula uh, in, uh, the wet. In, in the wet. So, he knows what to do in the wet. He so was anyway, fast in the dry. He Yes. He was making his way up. Like, Blaney was. He and Blaney started at the same spot. Or not. At, but they were side by side. Mm-hmm. And Kimmy starts moving up, and Blaney's just kind of hanging there. So he knew what he was doing. He was making some hay, and then Dude, he I was nerfed, in the top ten. I nerfed Blaney so so hard. We came out uh, in the wet. I was right behind him. On slicks? On wets. Okay. And we both were kind of going forward. After I got spun out, I kind of blended, got back to him. We both pitted, same lap. Came back out. We both merge. On slicks? On slicks. And we're both sliding around, and he was like, kind of be footing it for the first couple of laps and went down to one and like got offline into the wet stuff and just went boom off the off the road i didn't even know that and happened. He, and he oh, i'm sure he was pissed because as soon as he got back to me once it got dried off and my stuff was really loose he caught me and i, I just was like go around <laughs> like because he he had all the right to just ship me so i just he went he like showed a nose into one and i just like went straight off the like all the runoff like yeah buddy you could have it um yes not a great day for the one guy holding on to the last playoff spot back to kimmy do you know where his fastest lap ranked only for an and a half the race merriman 11th Chuck, 18th oh not terrible i thought he could have legitimately finished 12th to 14th his practice session there was three red flags during it, so he yeah. didn't get laps. Right, and then but his last lap of practice was, I thought, f- top five or six pace. So then in qualifying, I think he just wasn't did yeah. not understand. I don't, I, I don't think that they understand colder tires and these are better. Yeah, or they wanted heat. Yeah, so they just once they realized they weren't very fast, they just ran some laps. Yeah, in in, quali- in Q trim, and man, he was gonna be okay. He was going, he was going, but he kind of got chastained a bit, not directly. Indirectly, here's the thing. You said it before we started the the show, Chuck. Now, it be since, since it's almost a weekly event or an occurrence, uh, if Ross is even around a wreck, people are pointing the finger at him. But the three went around off of Ross's right front fender, even though Ross was middle of three wide, it funnels down into there through the bus stop. Uh, but as the three spun backwards, obviously traffic jumbled up, and the 91 went off somebody's left rear into the fence, and the Iceman's day was over. He got a little bit of air, too, when he uh, – He did. Like, that thing came up and landed. And- yep, and didn't have a chance because then he was in a wet line in the grass, stuffed it, unfortunately. But I'm interested to see the viewership numbers and see if he brought, you know, the slew of F1 fans that were interested in Kimi Reckon's career after F1 with him. During the lightning strike, Blaney came over, and uh, he rode in the truck. After, you know, driver intros with uh, Kimmy, and he's like, dude, that guy's living life right now. He's just having fun. He's like, yeah, we got done with driver intros and got in the truck, and his kids were with him, and they were like, what are we doing now, Dad? And he's like, I don't know. 
<laughs> and Ryan's like, oh, they're going to take us around the track. He's like, backwards? We're going backwards? They're like, yeah. Okay, kids are going backwards around the track in this truck. that's it's just the all right it's what's happening now the best is like the people are like are you gonna come do it i've got nothing against it like not like yeah Yeah. i love it or no i've got nothing against it yeah i think he comes back i think he does too i think he comes back i mean i I, why not i mean hell he he ran trucks in charlotte Yeah. yeah he's competitive he when he was back was it chase that he was battling at one point yeah like he was holding him up and making him work for it. Yeah. I mean, like, he knows what he's doing behind the wheel he of a know, car. Well, obviously, yeah. Chucky's a 22-time F1 Grand Prix winner. And champion. Yeah. So, I'd love to see him come back. Justin Marks hinted towards six to eight races in 2023. I'd love to see Daniel Ricciardo because he's going to be uh, – I think he's going to have a couple off weekends next year, beating all of them. Uh, it doesn't look good for his shot in that F1 seat at McLaren. So, he's certainly showed some interest in NASCAR, big NASCAR fan, but – I would love to see him jump in that thing as well. Where at? Chicago Street Course would make sense. I want to see him at Martinsville. Martinsville yeah, would not like, make sense. Put Daniel Ricardo in at Martinsville. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah, it would be awesome. Was, or the 500. Yeah. Th- like, I, I would want to see him on a super speedway. Too. Well, so oh, yeah. Helio. Not his first man. Hang on. Hang on. Time out. Elio. So there was a deal there that Don Hawk made with Helio if he won an SRX race. He can get him a ride at Daytona. He would get him a ride at Daytona 500. The Project 91s. Where else is he going to go? Like, also, track house, race winner organization, playoff contenders, um, and... Super Speedway winners. Super Speedway. Oh, Talladega. Um, Right. So, wouldn't be a surprise to me to see Elio in the Project 91 car at Daytona 500. It's got to be And he's got the auto... He's got the... What is the auto... Whatever the pink deal that's on his injury car all the time. I'm sure those guys would love to jump on it as well. He's going to get... Was he four-time? Five-time Indy 500 Sure, it wouldn't be a hard sell. Would not be a hard sell. And also, really and truly, that's probably one of the easier ones to kind of get settled into. Uh, you have a lot of track time. You have the duels to figure out the draft. Um, but well, they, you'd they also the- have to be qualifying that in. There's going to be more than – there's going to be 44, 45 cars trying to make the Daytona 500 next year. I'm excited mm. for that. Yep. And Ailey is going to jam that thing up the middle and really see what the these cowboys are like. That's what I loved about uh, Mike Rockefeller this weekend. The German drove the 77. He just kept calling us all cowboys all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was going pretty good in the he was going pretty good in the wet in the wet. Uh, he probably had the most rain experience as anybody. Two time Lamar winner. He won a 24 hour of Daytona as well. He's a road course driving fool, and got going past Rick uh, Riken in in the wet, and then once it dried out, both of our cars did not handle particularly well. And he went backwards. He finished 30th. I finished 27th. But, yeah, that's what it is, man. That's Watkins Glen in a nutshell. Kyle Larson swept the weekend. Chase wins the regular season championship but went home crying. Who was the highest finishing ringer? And AJ doesn't count to me. AJ counts. He doesn't count. Yes, he's he not does. full-time. He's full-time Xfinity. He's but a, he's not full-time. AJ's a ringer. He's a NASCAR driver. AJ, AJ's a ringer. Kidding me? Aside from AJ. Maybe Daniel keep it. No, he was wrecked. He, he was wrecked. Man, he is like Where Joey Hand. Joey Hand was Hand. the best running one. Yeah, and he, he locked wrecked. the rears up, yeah. stuffed it. Um, deep man. I don't think any of them finished in the top thirty. Joey Hand was thirty third. Hellsbury was in the in the Petunias. Yeah, Hes 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 was uh in the freaking bee birds nest bees nest birds nest in the beach hornets nest 
He was in the sand. He, he was, was in the sand, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, you can race in the hornet's nest with guys that you're not used to racing with, and then eventually somebody just gets tired of it. Like, they're like, who's this guy? Get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, had enough of you. Yep, like, okay, you got your fun. See you later. I was wrong. He was 31st. Rockefeller was 30th. So so there you go, Rocky. Yeah, and then. Takes the cake for the ringers. Loris, 33rd. Kvyat, 36th. Mm. Mm. Was Ricky, uh, was, Kimmy? Uh, was Kimmy last? 37th. Yeah. Okay, second to last. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and then um, Kyle I've, Tilly was, was I think, last. I mean, obviously, Kimmy would have been uh, pretty strong there had that not happened. I think he was just starting to figure it out. Where did, like, the, where did the 99 finish? The 99 finished fifth. Top five. So, I don't think that the 91 was super far behind the 99, ladies and gentlemen. I think that he was on the back end of the top, I don't know, t- the restarts at the end would have got tough. I think he could have been legitimately 12th to 14th, which would have been a pretty I respectable day. I still stick where we said he was going to be like that right around 18 to 20. In that, I think. But here's the thing, Chuck, we'll never know. We will never know. We yeah, might we, know if he comes back. We do know. We know where he finished. <laughs> we have it on paper. He finished 36. Nope. You were wrong. Seven. I was right. There we go. I'll he give finished you one. 37th. Not I'll give 36th. you one. Sorry. So you were wrong just then. Whatever. So, you know what? I had a woe this weekend. We're going to break down right here on Pit Road. Boats and woes. Stick around, and I will explain why I drug a gas can out of my box and ruined our day. Right after this. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. And we're back. Pit Road Boats and Woes. You called it last week. Fuel cans getting drugged down Pit Road. The old seven car had it. Did you guys have one too, you said? No, it was close. Oh. No, but Chris is a stud. That it was so it was so bad because it's the same thing. It's like going on the crew chiefs a little bit tough because the gas man, like when the jack drops, I feel like their body positioning, they just kind of like as the jack drops, you do the same thing where you kind of push off the car. But when the crew chief calls out, so there's two the, different ways to go, right? So there is going on the jack, which happens ninety five percent of the stop. Correct. Where. After the right after the jack man looks and kind of listens to both tire changes when he hears they get them tight, he rips the j- rips the jack, and then that's my cue to launch. The other five percent of the time, when they want to get more fuel in it, they'll drop the jack, and then the fuel once the the fuel guy nods his head, crew chief says go go go, and that's when you launch. So uh, whether 
I wasn't quite listening to Sparks on the radio. Uh, he kind of went through like a you know a couple sentences of hey, this is what I want to do under green no less right. So you're flipping brake switches so you don't blast your changers with brake dust and all the stuff. And I heard Jack, and then but I forgot the part where he said go on him. So do four tires. They drop the jack. I launch. Fuel can was still plugged in. And he yanked it out of the box. So he was anticipating that you were going to stay there. Right. When you dropped, he was still plugged in and wasn't ready for you to leave yet. Right. Yeah, thus they dropped and then the crew chief, you know, says, go, go, go. And they're not really in the same position as they would be. So I think it might catch some of the gas men by surprise. Plus you're standing on the other side. Uh, it's yeah. downhill. So it's a very challenging place. And we've seen that issue there quite a bit. Uh, and then once they get like going to where they're losing the gas can, then you step in a puddle of gas and it's like ice. Right. And then you're done. But why wouldn't you have the gas man or the jack man go off of the gas man's knot and drop the jack? And that's go? that's going to be my question for the competition meeting. I mean, that's, so, I don't feel so like there's, there's different. So sometimes um, people say that there's a bubble in there. If the car's jacked up, it's not going to get full or. Uh, I'm not really exactly positive why some crew chiefs want to do that, but it is a thing. The other, the other deal, like people have been doing this year when you are waiting on fuel, like the 11 team does it a lot. If you watch at most tracks, like if you're at a Michigan or Texas, they'll drop on tires and sit there and wait on fuel because it counts when the car drops is when your pit stop time is mm -hmm. over. So if you get paid a bonus off of where you're ranked on pit road, yeah. Then you drop the jack and sit there and wait on gas instead of sitting there with the jack in the air. That that's a real thing that people have chased. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And is that how the mechanics where impact scores are ranked? Yeah, yeah. It'll hurt your mechanics where impact score if you drop the jack. The three car though, they're just very fast anyway. You do a pit stop. They've been very good. Their exchanges are real good. The three and the one car, and obviously the Gibbs cars. Um, I told the I told the Gibbs coach this week we were pitting next to the twenty. He's a good friend of mine. I told him that. My goal is to become a coach one day and then steal Jackson Gibbs away from Gibbs. I'm going to hire him away from you. That's you're going to be, <laughs> that's such be a, a good kid. That's yeah. going to be a personal vendetta. But yeah, they get, dude, the gassing, big deal. And it's also going to be a big deal this weekend in Daytona. Yeah, because there'll be a lot of no tires, fuel only, especially yeah. for for the uh, probably that last money stop of the day when all the, all the Fords peel off individually, all the Chevys pull off individually. There is. No time for tires. You put in the minimum amount of gas you need to get it to the finish because usually whoever blends up in that three-team shuffle, more or less, is who controls the race at you the You want end. to lead your lane. You, you want to be lead in your manufacturer lane. Absolutely. That's why getting on pit road super hard at Daytona because you're trying to get all you can get because you want to beat everybody else off pit Did road. Did I ever tell you that's how we won Daytona 500 this year? How? Beat six car off pit road. Led the Ford train. F uh, fuel only? No, two tires. Hmm. Put some right, rifled some rife sides on there and got her home. Collected our prize, and Austin did a great job, obviously. But <laughs> we're taking all the credit. I don't blame you. Yeah, it's your show too. No, yeah. Austin's not here today. He's not here to defend yeah, himself. That's right. But we're going, ladies and gentlemen. So that was my pit road boats and woes. And so after that penalty, had to go to the back. The worst part about your deal is you left and then you stopped. Yeah. Well, there's don't like, go stop. Just go go stop. Just stop. stop. And it's and the like, worst because you're like, well, what, what the f am I supposed to do? What am I doing? Can we go now? Okay, I'll go. Like, the damage is already Was it done. full? Yeah. So Okay. So you could have just went. Yeah, I could have just went. Did the, ca did the can leave the stall? Apparently. Right? Uh, because the can can hit the ground as long as it doesn't can, go out of the box. As long as it doesn't go out of the box. Right. I have, like, 
um, sacrificed my body and stopped him once. Well, you One should sacrifice my, your body my moment to glory. stop mine. Not on your team, bro. Okay. <laughs> so you hang on. How does that work? So if it's slide out of the box, you lay it down in front of it. No, we had a we had a gas man. He was new. Xfinity race at Daytona, and I knew he was new. And we got done with the stop, and I was done before the rear, and I stood up and looked at him, and I could tell by where his feet was. I'm like, homeboy's going for a ride. <laughs> so I'm like, put my gun down. I'm like, oh, this is my moment of glory, and it dropped. And sure enough, he was going for one, and I just the, he like let go of the can. Was it there's, a, there's an ancient NASCAR proverb. If that can's going down pit road, so you better I. be <laughs> attached to it. That's what that's what they say. So he was not attached to it, and yeah. I just grabbed it and knocked it down. And I was like, I'm the hero of this story. Yes, you are. So if you'd been pitted near Corey, though, like if you'd been like. I jumped over it. No, he'd have kicked it. He'd have <laughs> kicked it out of the box. <laughs> Enjoy your pass through, bitch. <laughs> well, we had to start from the back. We had to start from the back, and we just we didn't have a good enough balance with our car to drive back to the front. Um, and then also, I think that's three races out of the first five in Ty Gibbs' career. He has finished directly in front of me. It's got to be some kind of stat. Getting tired of it. Yeah. You'd be a good Xfinity racer then. I would be a damn good Xfinity racer. You'd be an Xfinity racer. ride. Tell me about it. But I like the Cup Series 2 Sundays are what I like. But this weekend, ladies and gentlemen, Saturday nights are what I like because we're going to Daytona. We're going to break down a little bit of Daytona right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Regular season finale. We already know who the champion is. That's Clyde Elliott. But we don't know who that 16th and final spot is going to be, Chuck. Who's it going to be? I think it's going to be the 12. That's just me. I don't think so. You don't think so? You no. think we are going to get a winner and it's going to shake everything upside down like a snow globe so. in August? Where are you so. at points? Not in a position to where we can justify to go for the win. We're wait, 31st. Wait, what? You can't justify to go for the win? You can justify to go for the win no matter what. No. What's uh, your What's your gap to 30th? Like 50-something. But let's say theoretically, who's in front of you? Ty, 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 Dillon. Ty Dillon, yeah. Ty Dillon blows a tire lap five out of the race. Then you, then you then, can, then you're, I think, then you're gonna go for it. It'd be a stretch. Why? So you don't have the reins pulled off you to be able to race this weekend? I don't. It, no. 
Um, yeah, so don't don't probably play me a whole lot in DraftKings this week. Um, I think Bubba Wallace going to win the race. Uh, that's who I'm. Here's the thing: if you want to put yourself in position to win, you have to be willing to throw the car out, right? Like you have to just commit to like this is what it is. And I I don't think with the position we're in at the moment as a race team with also a small chance of throwing a Hail Mary and put, putting our chance in the playoffs, especially being outside the top 30, even if we did win the race and weren't in the top 30, we wouldn't be in the playoffs. Um, so the reins will be pulled fairly tight, I believe, which kind of stinks. So we will be what we call vulture racing. We'll let, cause there's going to be some torn up stuff like big wrecks, I think, cause there's a lot of desperate guys, even the guys in the playoffs are desperate because they have nothing to lose. And then you've got 14, 15 guys gunning for their last spot in, in the playoffs. Um, so unless you guys win, I think it's going to be it's going to be somebody that's, you know, you might laugh, Merriman, like a Ricky Stenhouse. I don't laugh at Ricky. I think I 1776. Think, I think the four are the champs. I think the four favorites to win that aren't locked in. And I count Blaney as in right now is the. The ten, the forty three, uh, the forty seven, the six, and the twenty three. I think those are your your four. Don't sleep on the seventeen. I, there's nobody or the in seventeen. That, yeah, that list from six seventeen to thirty. That if you said they won at Daytona, I'd be like, oh, that's shocking. Like everyone in there, I feel like has. Yeah, but some people have better odds than others. Right? Yeah, but if it happens, like I'm not shocked by any of this. Here's my dream weekend scenario. Corey wins a race, is not in the top 30 in points, and we make the playoffs. That'd be pretty good. I, if, I mean, I want, you don't want, I want us to win. You don't want to win. Way to compete, dude. Way to compete. Way to compete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I'll be competing all 10 weeks in the playoffs. Yeah. Got a lot Then my friend, I could be happy for my friend. So let me ask you a hypothetical situation. I know, obviously, you might yeah. not be able to answer. I'll answer anything candidly. But let's say you guys go through and, you know, don't make it. Could you see a situation where, you know, you were you were moved over the twelve early in the year? Could you see another pit pit crew shake up to put a different set of guys on the two, or you think you guys got what you got moving forward? I'm not sure. I mean, I think the the two car. Every I think we have three really good teams at Penske right now, but they're definitely going to put the guys that they think are going to give them the best shot to win a championship. And I I don't like I'm at the point in my career where I don't worry about that. I do the best I can every week, and if they feel like I'm the guy they want racing for a championship or, or they have teams picked out that they feel are the best to race for a championship, then tell me what fire suit to wear and what car to jump in front yeah. of because I'm signing like, a Penske. So I, I'm like, I, my, I feel like Penske does that though. I mean, like I can think back a couple of years ago. They, I mean, it's not, it's not uncommon for everybody. Yeah. I mean, look at the 48 and the seven this week. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Gibbs. I don't, yeah. they, they played musical fire suits there for the first half of the year. I mean, you've seen it at Hendrick a bunch of times in the playoffs. I'd say Penske does it the least amount. Penske does it the least amount of anybody. Is that Texas? I think so. When, yeah, like they were swapping with the 24 and the 48 yeah. and like. I'd say, Pen- I'd say truly and honestly being in the sport, Penske probably sticks with their guys and gives them the best opportunities to, you know, to stay on a car and get long, the, the most amount of rope. Now there's obviously situations where like I've been pulled off of cars more than I've been put on them to win a championship. And, you know, from the Xfinity level, a cup level, like, it's just how you're doing. And you, you can't, you know, you just got to go, okay, yep, there was someone that was better. They thought he was better. Why did they think he was better? And what can I do to prepare myself to be the guy that gets the nod next time? 
Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to approach those situations if you want to have a long career at this level. I would love to see Bubba Wallace get that dub on Saturday night. That would shake it up. Interesting wild card, though, obviously besides the racing itself. That's a friend. <laughs> he says he wants you to that's win if he gets in the playoffs. You've know, I, know, I understand you've known Bubba longer than me, but that's up, man. I I'd get, like to I see get y'all. Bonus, I like I get see, bonus off this. You can come. That's true. You can come. You can buy my kids Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Bubba win Talladega in the fall. Yeah, he could do that as well. Um, I just want chaos. Like I, I want to. It's going to be a lot of win. that. It is going to be a lot of that. What's and that? I don't, I don't foresee us lining up single file. I think guys are fighting for track position all night. I don't think anybody's content to ride uh, and log laps. I think guys are trying to fight because they know that the runs are hard to formulate. They're tr- they're hard to gain track position, so I I think guys are going to shoot the middle. I got a dumb question. What do you got? Is there any chase guys that have looked at Kurt's situation and say, "I'm not going to put myself in position to get my bell rung, you know, get my bell rung before the playoffs start"? Do you think that's a true, true concern? Like Chase Elliott, right? Or Kyle Larson? Someone like Kyle Larson has had his bell rung when he flipped to New Zealand. He had black eyes. Oh, I mean, oh, he brain out, tried to come out of his head. The, he ripped the front stretch right. fence down. So if you go, um, yeah, see what happened with Kurt. I, I understand the risk. I don't, I don't want to put myself in that position before the playoffs. Interesting question. I think that 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 would probably there's gonna be some conversation that happens behind closed doors with that as a topic. Um, now, you know, you'll see some guys be conservative. I believe you know the five and the nine don't have to be aggressive. Uh, if they like their speedway car, they want to take it to Talladega in the playoffs, whatever the case may be. Um, I do think that you'll see some guys do different strategies than you would be accustomed for them to see, and whether that's guys attacking that you don't see normally attack or guys being conservative that you don't normally see being conservative. But the majority of them are going to be getting after it all night long. Is there going to be an early wreck at Daytona that takes out some of these cars that are in contention? I hope so. Good chance. Because, I mean, yeah, I feel like there's generally, like, that early big one Yeah. that's, like, within, like... Ten laps, everybody's yeah, all yeah. pent up. Yeah, so you get makes, that energy yeah. out, and then, boom, there's that wreck, and that takes out some big-name cars. And then there's those last ones in that final stage is everybody, like... I don't know. I, th- I see this being a slow build to the end. You don't, don't think know. so? I'm not I sure. mean, no. what, what, are, what are stage points and playoff points going to do other than for two people? Other than for two people? Playoff points? It's yeah. it's one at this point, like that might be different between getting to the round eight if you're in the one playoff five. point in the late October is a big deal. Yeah, dude, big deal. Four. Why are you looking at me? Sure. So why are you so disappointed? <laughs> why are you, you just like disappoint me in general? I'm not no. arguing with you. I'm just telling you that one playoff and, point's a big deal when you get down into the round eight. Well, and also huge. track position from the time the green drops to the checkered flag, the moves you make lap 30 or what's going to set you up for the end of the race. I mean, you got to be in control of the race early. Yes. Um, and you're in control when the pay one opens because of what you did in the middle of stage two. Like that's how, what, where you start setting yourself up to where you want to be, you know, so, on so the way you don't, you don't think sparks is going to call a race like he did in Atlanta to get you track. Like you, you will not, he won't call you to get the position to, to be there and see what happens. Uh, we haven't quite had those conversations yet, but our goal was to try to make a push to get within the top 30 so we can justify throwing a car out and shunting $350, 350 grand worth of car. 
Um, but for us at the moment, uh, without having really tangible reach the top 30 and a, and a potential to win the race and get in the playoffs, uh, the the cons outweigh the pros for what we're trying to do. Um, the discipline is off the charts. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> well, I say that now on on Monday, but you know we'll see Saturday night when when it gets down to it. And if you know, I I really do see it's a race where there's only 14 cars that aren't bent up at the end of it. Like I see seven ro- six seven rows of cars that are straight, and like four or five more rows of just bent up cars with fenders missing. You're currently 71 points out of 30th. You're in 31, 31st position. You can't make up 71 points. It's like, so, therefore, you're done. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't, yeah. Be good. It'd be a good race for you to win, then. Well, to be able to go win, you have to be, you have to already, but before the green even drops, accept the fact that you, this might, this bitch might come back on the flatbed. I hate the fact that, like, there's races here where everybody's wrecked. Like, you walk down the, you walk down pit road and you wreck, and there's like every pit box is closed up. I remember when Eric Jones won here. In a we watched the finish of it from from Statesville Airport. We had already landed. Like that's how many people wreck. They do like so each week. There's planes, and each team is we a lot of teams fly Victory Air, mm-hmm. so each team is designated a plane. Well, like places like Daytona, if you start wrecking a bunch, they just do a load and go. So as you get to the airport, they just fill a plane up, send it home, fill a plane up, send it home, because there's so many cars that are wrecked out that there's no rhyme or reason. They're just, okay, the 55 first guys. come, first serve. Yep, yep, see ya. So, like, we were landing, and the 20 car across the finish line, oh, okay. So are they, pu- are they putting you on the plane, or are they keeping you in the waiting area until, like, at least no, they go, okay, 20, this is the people, next one 20 more up. people get there? Dude, no. the second race of the day is from the time that the checker flag drops for you to get changed in your rental car and boogie into the airport. I'm never, I'm, I'm past being in a rush now. Do I floor it? We used to fly. I drive faster to the airport than I do usually on Saturday, Sunday afternoon on the racetrack. Well, you got to pass somebody somewhere. I know. That's where I get get my confidence back. I'm just kidding. If it's him and Ty Gibbs trying to get to the airport. He's definitely pulling in in front of me. He'll get the last, Ty's Uh, definitely uh, getting the last window. Ty's definitely (laughs) getting the seat, that little stinker. Um, so yeah, man, I can, I can assure you this Saturday, it's going to get wild. I'm looking forward to it. It is going to get wild. I hope you guys tune into it because it is going to be one of the most exciting regular season finales in NASCAR history. Janie, some good penny for your thoughts right after this. Got some good ones this week, Janie. What we got? Adam Laveau wants to know, how noticeable is locking up a front tire under braking? Saw a lot of guys carry the right front the whole way into turn one and wondered if it's something that you can't feel much since there is more load on the left in turn one. Great observation. Uh, It's hard to tell almost the right front into one because the banking kind of goes away from you. Like it catches a lot of banking late into the apex of turn one. That's why you see a lot of guys carry the right front obviously Kyle Larson did that into the door of the nine but all day long it's really easy to slide it and you don't really notice it what the only way you know you slid it is by smelling the the rubber you know when you flat spot or slide it if you really slide it bad you'll flat spot and you'll hear like the but um, generally if you just slide it for 10 12 feet 15 feet you can smell rubber burning and you got to make sure to get your braking done earlier and harder and more aggressive into the next corner or the next time you're through there because you don't want to keep wearing the inside of the edge of that wheel out 
or that tire out because it will definitely blow on you. Um, so, yeah, turn one at Watkins Glen is an easy place to lock a right front tire up, and we saw it be an element for the win on Sunday. Helmet Toss is back with another good one this week. He wants to know, we hear people would wreck their mother to win a race, but Homestead 1996, would you wreck Big Rand for the championship? If I was another championship contender, which I don't know how that would work if, you know, I'm Big Rand's son, but hypothetically speaking, if I'm going for a championship, Big Rand's going for a championship, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Junk in that 74 Fina Chevrolet Lumina. <laughs> Didn't, wouldn't stand a chance. You had a quote after Daytona when you made your first race. Yeah. I'd wreck my mother. I'd wreck my grandmother. Did I say mother or grandmother? Pull the tape. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was the media center and I was crying. Because also, to that point, if I didn't make that race, then that was probably my first. That wasn't my first. That would have been my third and last Cup Series race. So do what you got to do to man get the job done. And make the Daytona 500 was certainly one of those. Uh, that changed the tra trajectory of my life. Janie, you had a good one. I do have a good one for you. What do you got? With Kimmy making his cup debut in NASCAR, is there a different racing series you would go to? Yeah, some fan at the Chevy display this week asked me if I would try like an open wheel, like IndyCar or something like that. And the answer was no. I would test one, but I would run a dirt late model or stuff like that. But I just like a Kimi Raikkonen is a elite race car driver and could, you know, he's been, what's he, he's got the record for the most amount of F1 starts. Uh, so him transitioning to any other vehicle is fairly easy for him um, to jump in something else, especially in a professional level would be we're watching with Jimmy Johnson every weekend. I mean, it is hard to race against those guys who have a feel for those tires and that, the way those indie cars react. So to even think I would remotely compete in indie car would be a stretch. I would love to try it. Love to jump in a dirt late model like Kyle Larson does sometimes, but it's hard. It's hard to uh, line all that up logistically, especially if you don't have a lot of contacts to drive something good. You'd have fun driving a dirt late model for about four minutes. And then you'd be like, see, I love dirt racing. I still like getting dirty. That's the problem. You don't, you, I don't know that you love dirt racing. Either. Actually, I don't. I, <laughs> I, don't. Um, I don't mind it. I, there's just like, I don't know, like 10 other things I'd rather do than dirt race. Yeah. So there's that. Here's another, here's another question. Yeah. With Justin Marks doing what he's doing with Project 91, does mm -hmm. the racing world see that and feel like maybe they would do something similar and bring in drivers to their version of racing? Um, interesting question. Just like, hey, I got an F1 car. Those guys are too prim and proper. Oh, dude, for sure. No I doubt. mean, there definitely needs to be way more training and you know practicing than just hopping in a NASCAR if you're going to go to F1. I mean, you but... see it all the time, 24 hours of Daytona. Yeah, like yeah you, you see that for sure. But even like those guys that have a lot of road course experience growing up on road, those road courses since they're you know 14 years old, it would be a hard task to compete. But... Um, I do like the fact that the Project 91 has gotten everybody else seeing what Kimmy came in and did. We saw Marcus Erickson show some interest. We saw Jensen Button. Dan, um, who else, like, on social media reached out and said that it was really cool. They'd be interested in doing it. But um, I think that Justin has some potential to do some really cool things with that Project 91, and I think we should give him kudos for putting that together and getting Kimmy Räikkönen, 2007 world champion, on our grid this weekend. It was pretty cool to dice it up with him.
to Corey's point, like to cross over back to an Indy car or to an F1 car, the the risk is way higher of getting hurt in one of those cars. I mean, Indy cars getting a lot better now with windscreens and everything, but like you can come to the NASCAR level and race and if you crash you're not really worried about getting hurt right i think that's definitely something that's enticing it's a big deal yeah it's a big deal so to do the crossover to go from like uh, we see guys do it when they run the double at indy uh but it's a little bit different race it's a full month of preparation you're there you know on track way more and it's more suitable to what like a nascar race is so to go and you see how hard Jimmy has how hard of a time Jimmy has had trying to transition to that to go from NASCAR to that is I wouldn't say it's harder because like even to Merriman's point you come from F1 or IndyCar to NASCAR those guys don't have great success yeah NASCAR is not easy no especially the cup level can you say that again please no no go just zip, go what, zip, once go zip your boots right. up oh, uh, yeah. no, once no. is all you get it is it is hard that's why I got to stack pennies each and every week. Get off my shoelace. That's why you have zippers on your shoes. <laughs> um, good questions this week, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to continue to tweet at us, hashtag penny for your thoughts, but also make sure you like, share, download, do all the things, keep this thing moving. But Chuck, mm. share your penny stacker of the week, buddy. Hey. I, I always, always bring mine, but I want you to bring yours. So... I was at the uh, Charlotte FC game last night against Orlando City. Did and they win? They did not. It was a tough loss, man. Okay. They, you know, could get into the whole thing of that. But after the game, I heard those games are electric, though. They are great. If you haven't been to one, you need to go to one. Great games. Like even though we lost, it was still exciting. Um, but some of us have jobs on the weekend, though. I watched the race and then went to the game. Okay, it, it works out that I can do that, and I was off on Sunday, so that worked out yeah, good. Worked out great. So you know wallowing in uh, the despair of the loss and you know somebody taps me on the shoulder and says hey are you chuck bush i was like yeah i am i listen to the podcast every week man it's a great show love listening to it so chris that is the charlotte fc fan that was i guess sitting behind us at some point because he was in the room behind us he recognized you from the back of your head you are very recognized cartoon you look a lot like the cartoon yeah yeah it's the cartoon but, yeah. Uh, no, he he came by and uh, said hi and we took a little selfie and then uh, boom. Doesn't that make you feel warm and fuzzy? I like it because yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. But the fact that it's at a non NASCAR event and people are coming up and saying we're listening to the show, I'm like, that's pretty awesome. It is pretty so, awesome. Shout out to Chris. Maybe next time we'll get the win and then we can, you know, it'll be more fun. What if the next reenactment you're at, you're in the battlefield and some guy, <laughs> some Confederate soldier shoots after you. you and he goes, hey. He got, I, I listen to your podcast. Just, he, got, he got fake killed. He's laying there. So, wait, is that Chuck? Yep. Hey, man, I listen to the show. Love it. Love it. We'll go take a selfie. You never know. With my period camera. And, like, set it up. Take the cap <laughs> off. With, with, the, with the flash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just hold that pose just a little bit longer. Or we'll did that up. guy recognize you because you had, like, a World War II themed outfit on? I think I. <laughs> That's at the, at the soccer Actually, game. I think I know why he recognized me from behind. I had on the stacking pennies hat that was turned around backwards. Oh, so it said stacking oh, okay. pennies. But right. so he did recognize the back here and yeah. a jersey with Chuck Bush on the back. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Chuck Bush. I'm on a podcast on NASCAR.com forward slash podcast. I don't know how he knew who I was, but yeah. uh, you know, hey, appreciate y'all reaching out each and every week. Appreciate y'all carving out some time for us on Wednesdays, and we're gonna take up a little bit more time of yours on Saturday before the race because Chuck has us some special. Daytona International trivia question. So tune in 
this Saturday before the race to see if you know more trivia answers than me because it is good stuff. Uh, And as always, appreciate y'all. Talk to you next week.